Hey, welcome to the Street Shot Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. Hey. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Hey, man. I, I am long so... Long Yeah, long time, yeah. Yeah, you know, I've been seeing you pop... Oh, well, first of all, wait, this is... Hang on, this is episode... Yeah, we got to get people the episode. Episode 69... Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, 69. Yeah. I know. I never I haven't think I've done anything with this much regularity. <laughs> Except maybe brush my teeth, you know, or something. Than this podcast. Yeah. Um Yeah, no. It's been, yeah. It's been a while. Uh and uh I'll I'll set it up a little bit so everybody knows what's going on, right? So this is our 69th yeah. episode, right? Tom, you haven't been on the show for a little while and this show is not going to be like teaching anybody about any kind of photography thing you're just going to hear me and tom talk about stuff all right and we'll have photography in there right but you guys know us and uh you're going to get to hear us for the next 45 minutes to an hour all right and so you know, if you're looking to learn about how to use, you know, apertures and shutter speeds and stuff like that, you might want to wait until the next couple of episodes because we're not talking any of that stuff tonight. Um, take a couple shots today, though, just knowing that we were doing this and oh, good. maybe, uh, yeah, feeling the pressure of <laughs> uh, the photography. The photography pressure, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I'll just set this up a little bit, right? And then you can just jump in, Tom. But, uh, you know, everybody knows that we restarted the show. Uh, when did we start this? In 2000, shucks, 13, I think, right? Perhaps. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it, you, yeah. What did you I move to? about that the other day. Yeah. yeah. When did you move to Arizona? 2015, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Right. So we were doing it, you know, at least 2014, probably even before then, I think. So it's 2013 to 2014, we were doing this show. We started the show. Yeah. Of course, time has moved on. You moved to Arizona. Mm-hmm. And you got a new job and a new family, and you're going to school, and I'm just a bum. <laughs> Still, <laughs> you've, you've kept up the work. I've kept up some of the work, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, starting this legacy that we've we've gotten, uh, it took off. And in in the sort of the quick origins of the podcast, for those of you who don't know, is that you know Tom and I were doing workshops in Brooklyn called Switch to Manual, and we just sort of the the workshop sort of petered out a little bit. We couldn't quite get enough people to come, and we were having uh, you know location issues and stuff like that and so i said well in order to let's keep the the you know carry the flag more let's do a podcast because we can kind of do some kind of the same stuff but we could put it out in the world and people could listen to us and you know we'll see where it goes from that and uh and that's where this sort of started right yeah 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 so x amount of years ago yeah and so yeah i've been carrying the flag because i really like this i mean i didn't uh Never thought I'd get into podcasting. Um, I was thinking, well, I'll be a photographer and instructor, but podcasting is a lot of fun. And I've met a lot of great people, you know, and you and me have had a lot of great times. This is starting to sound like, (laughs) sorry, 
Can we like just my funeral? It's not a funeral. I'm I'm trying not to make the sound of this. I I want to say that that um, everybody who's listening to the show knows that Tom doesn't come on as often as he used to. You know, we started the show together now since he moved and he's working and he's doing all this other stuff. You know, he's got a life and, and it's more difficult for to get together. And just like everybody has a harder time. So um, we thought we'd put this show together to sort of tell everybody what's going on, right? The exactly. Show's not, yeah, the show's not ending. Tom ain't going anywhere. But let's just sort of get it out, you know, and... And also, I haven't talked to Tom for us, so this is almost going to be like you guys are listening to a phone call <laughs> between the two of us. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so what? You know, tell 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 everybody. You know, in a nutshell, without giving away your whole private life, what's what's going on? You know, just from you. Uh huh. Yeah. Go ahead, you. Oh, well, as you said, you know, I, when I moved out, um. I guess roughly like two and a half years ago, it was um, to switch. I, I was the minister of a small house church in Brooklyn, you know, um, and doing a lot of photography. And I was just deciding you know, I was ready for my life and um, was thinking about going back to school and uh, decided to do this psychology PhD at the Pacifica Graduate Institute, which is outside Santa Barbara. And flying across the country once a month. It's a low residency program, but I do go to um, Santa Barbara basically uh, three days once a month. And so I I ended up move, moving to Phoenix and finding a church here. So I have a bigger church. I'm doing this PhD program, and you said moving. I, you moved to you moved to Phoenix. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. You, We're you really where Arizona State University is located, but it's like 15 minutes outside of Phoenix. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm doing now. You know? Um, and I met this amazing woman, um, with two children and we're now married. And Yay. so I'm a stepdad <laughs> again, you know, still concerned my stepson. Um, but now I have two more stepchildren, uh -huh. um, legally, <laughs> And uh, they're amazing, you know. A lot of my photography is of them these days. Uh, and you have a and, and you have a dog, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I had Johnny Cash back in New York, but we actually now have a second dog, Lucy. A you have two dogs. Can. Yeah, <laughs> two dogs. A fish named Sushi. Really, a fish named Sushi. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really cruel. <laughs> You getting them all set up for that day? That day we're gonna say, "Hmm, no." <laughs> what kind of fish? You know this, like, it's it's uh, my fish. It's uh, um, <laughs> it's one of those fish you get in the pet store, you know. Okay, <laughs> uh, it's fresh water. It's fresh okay. water. <laughs> it's beautiful and small, you know, uh -huh. in a very small um, tank. Uh, I swear this thing is like intelligent. You know? it, it, Probably. Uh, it's interacting with us in interesting ways. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you named it sushi. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I know. Mm -hmm. And so, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm yeah. super busy. Yeah. Being, you know, and uh, PhD program, the church, the new family. It's just a lot. And, uh, 
you know, I've I've obviously been on the show a few times and, and we've had some fun podcasts. Um, but you know, every time I'm on, I'm like, Oh yeah, there's more. But then I just get swept up yeah. in my life, you yeah. know, and three or four months go by. So Yeah. So yeah. I think we're just kind of accepting that, you and I. Yeah, and I think I think telling everybody who's listening, because I you know, that this is what the realities are, you know. Um this way it doesn't sound like I've taken over the show and like, you know, I've gotten rid of Tom. No, it's never it's not like that, you know. It's you know, never like that. I think yeah. Tom, you were the You have my blessing. Yes, you've said that before. I've um I don't know if you said it on the air or you said, I mean, I, I know you've said that to me a bunch of times. So I, I really appreciate it. And, you know, Tom and I met each other in a coffee shop in Brooklyn, which I still go to every morning. Um, and I've met a lot of people, you know, since then. That, that place has become a magnet for meeting people. Yeah. Just special. Yeah. yeah well, special especially fun. now with the new owners, you know, uh, I'm sorry. The original. Oh yeah, no, I didn't even know it changed ownerships. It cha- it did change ownerships, and 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 there, there's been a nice a nice shift that the the gentlemen, the two brothers that own the place now are really 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 good, really nice people, um, and uh, really encourage that kind of getting people into the place and sharing ideas and stuff like that. And he actually sells photography. He's got some photography, and I got to talk to him about putting a show up there. But uh, you know, yeah, I still. I still go to that coffee shop and, you know, of course when I'm in there and I think about like, you know, the first time I met you and, you know, you're a guy walking in with a camera all the time. And at, you know, at some point we connected and hit it off. 2013. 2013 is when we met. I think so. Well, that's when we were doing, that's when we were doing, um, we created the website for switch to manual with the green screen and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think we met like a year before that. I think it was 2012. Okay. Yeah. But, I'm, but I'm I think we photos. Yeah. Huh? I'm oh. looking through old photos. Oh. Okay. Well, you might be right. I just have a feeling it's longer. But anyway, um, uh, you're the one. Tom's the one who came up with the idea. Switch to manual. Um, so it's all Tom's idea, and and I glommed onto it. <laughs> I glommed onto it <laughs> only because like, because yeah. I think it resonated a lot, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, actually you helped me bring it into the real world. It was just an idea that I have been bouncing around in my head and, you know, your photographic skills and just sort of, you know, uh, kind of gumption. Hey, let's really do this. You know, all of a sudden we created that little booklet and yeah. uh, started doing the workshop well, the booklet it was something you 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 basically wrote most of it and i I'm, I'm intending to sort of not rewrite it but like go through it and like you know hone it a little bit and and whatnot but people some people have bought that you know the money goes back into the podcast you know but uh you know switch to manual yeah that was fun yeah i don't think that could be a bestseller <laughs> <laughs> i still get I, you know it's up on amazon and it's up on uh shucks the other place might be up on iTunes or Apple, Apple books. I can't remember. And, you know, every now and then a sale pops up, you know, and, you know, it's tied into the PayPal account and I use the PayPal account to, you know, pay for uh, the hosting costs and whatever. Um, And I sometimes give it away to people in my class. So, or I say like, you know, Hey, you know, uh, 
something like, oh, I've got this extra copy of, you know, the switch to manual, the man, what do we call it? The manual on manual, right? <laughs> and uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah. The, you know, for those of you guys who probably don't need this book because, you know, everybody here knows how to take pictures, but it's like a 10 or 15 page book, you know, booklet um, about how to, you know, it's basically our class, our switch to manual class and how to think about using manual on your camera you know and that's all what switch the manuals about like go back to learning how to shoot manual of course there's a lot of people who poo poo that who think you know shooting in manual is some pretentious kind of thing and you know i like to look them in the eye and say you're crazy because yeah it's good to know these kind of things when you're you know shooting it's nice to understand that and we always used to say we had nothing against automatic right shooting in automatic yeah yeah. yeah, it's just times where you want more freedom, you know, and you're, you just want to be more creative. Yeah. And, you know, knowing all that stuff just helps you understand what your camera was doing. And um, I think, you know, when we started the idea, what did we do? Okay, so we started the idea of having a class. We did a few test classes uh, at your church, uh-huh. right? And uh, yeah. I still am friends with people who are uh, who are part of that class. Stephanie, who is in our neighborhood my neighborhood remember she came yeah um Uh one of the classes and then we went out to greenwood cemetery to photograph yeah so so yeah so i'm still friends with her so that's uh so we did these test classes and we were we were cool with it and then we got hooked up with groupon so we could start doing uh, discount classes and then we hooked up tell us about the bar that we hooked up with yeah bait and tackle um Red Hook Bait and Super Tackle. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which just closed recently, um, sadly. I, I'm I'm I, so I, shocked to hear that, you know, but not surprised in some way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh I have a coaster from that bar on my dresser here in Tempe. <laughs> <laughs> and I am I seriously a lot of thought to turning it into a tattoo. Oh my yet. gosh. If if you do that, you better take some shots of it. We can see it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so you knew the guy who who ran the bar, right, or owned it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Barry, Barry. Um, super yeah. cool, cool Irish dude, and um, you know, had at one point, um, one of the bartenders got really really sick, and it's in the whole Red Hook community all together. Um, and sadly, he died. You know, with all. Yeah. Uh, um, it happened very suddenly and um, yeah you know it's just I was in awe of kind of the love and support that flowed um, Chris's wit to and yeah it was a special community they raised a ton of money when they first found out he was sick and then he just died so suddenly you know, yeah, you know there wasn't that. really time to do anything but and then after you know the whole Red Hook neighborhood pulled together after Sandy. Um, and, yeah, you broke up there a little. Yeah, yeah. After Hurricane Sandy, um, um, wasn't I mean, you know that really rallied and um, so yeah. But Bait and Tackle was a cool place. It, um, for folks who have no idea what it is, it uh, you know you you and I did that that's still up. You know about that. That was a publicity stunt for that book. Um, but dancing with your beer, I've showed, oh, right. <laughs> showed Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody's curious to see the inside of 
bait and tackle and red hook, you know, as he as it once. Oh, oh my um, gosh, I might have Google to Google that. We, we can put a link on the show notes. I'm I uh, I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna say embarrassed, but it's like it is just a weird. That is a weird video. Um, yeah, it was yeah. fun though, man. Yeah, but um, way we the way we structured this, I don't know how, how long it took us to figure out what to do. Because I know we sat in the coffee shop and we we must have hashed this out. But we came up with the, uh, you know, based off your book or some of your ideas that you wrote in the switch to manual, manual and manual, like how to present the information to people who wanted to come and learn how to shoot manual. And, you know, we came up with the, the slide presentation that we would do at the bar, which was really always interesting uh-huh. meeting somebody at a, you know, meeting a class at a bar. It's Saturday mornings. We had to have the guy open up the place for us, uh, you know, so that we uh-huh. had the place because the bar wasn't open on Saturday morning. Right. 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 So we'd go there with a bunch of, you know, Dunkin Donuts and a cup of, you know, a, a jug of Joe so we could feed everybody and people would hand in their Groupons because we got some people. We actually did get not a fair amount of people, but we, we would get like a bunch of people to show up. Not a huge bunch. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we, workshops that was that was fun i love doing that yeah yeah and the the gist of it was show them slides and before they fell asleep we would then go out to uh walk the streets of red hook take pictures and then we'd when we were done we'd come back to the bar uh mainly to also you know give the guy some business and uh you know if anybody wanted to hang out and talk photography we would talk that you know and um that was a lot of fun and we did that we did that a surprising amount of times but the at some point, we just sort of slowed up because it was really hard to schedule that. Because you know the the chicken and egg kind of thing is like do we we had to tell the guy, can we you know, we want to use the bar, but we don't know how many, if we're gonna have any people, and we would try to throw him some money as well, right? You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was you know this classic like how to do this business and you know not go broke, you know not go into our own funds to to do this and. How do we got people to sign up? So I think they got to that point where it was just not viable to at least do it from there. And that's when we, you know, sort of, uh, I say retired it maybe, but maybe postponed it and then came up with a podcast yeah. idea, you know? Yeah. I think we're starting to look for a new location. Um, and, and then just ended up podcasting and doing that. You know? Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I thought we could probably do the class in your church, but we kind of live in an out of a, out of the way area here. And uh, even though we're clo- yeah. we're really close to Greenwood Cemetery, which is photogenically just fantastic, and a great place to you know I've done some photo walks there, and it's just you know a wonderful place to go take pictures. But uh, it it would be kind of inconvenient to go from to go from your church to there. But uh, you know, but none of this is like gone out of my mind like i still people are saying are you still doing your workshops i still you know you're doing workshops i'm like you know yeah if i can get my act together you know to do a switch to yeah that would be workshop. awesome yeah it would be you know i think it would it would tap into again you know everybody's got cameras these days and nobody ha- knows how to use them or what to do with them and yeah to, I, I would go ahead sorry go ahead no go ahead well i was just gonna say back to when you were describing the workshop you know i mean you said something about like We'd, we'd show some slides and then take a photo walk and come back and have a beer. But I mean, the showing the slides, you know, it was a it was a PowerPoint that kind of conveyed all the material of our little book about how to shoot manual. 
And I, I think we had some really good kind of user-friendly tips for just sort of grasping the basic concepts of shutter speed, aperture, ISO, how to balance all that so that within like in one day, you could just end up walking around and shooting in manual, yeah. which was pretty, pretty cool. You know? um, just you decide to revive it and people are trying to figure out if they want to do that or not. That's that's really, you know, what it was about. Yeah. And I, you know, again, I give you all the credit for coming up with the name. I mean, I remember we switched to manual and I was like, you, cause you said that you were said that with such enthusiasm, switch to manual. It's like, I had this thing and I'm like, switch to manual. And then it was like, you know, it started to grow on me. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, but you know, that the, the synergy we had when we did the presentation and we would go back and forth and like, you were the app, you were the shutter speed guy and I was the aperture guy. So you did the spiel about yeah. shutter speeds and I did the spiel about apertures and we tried to, you know, put them together. And I think like we had gotten feedback from people saying like they, they kind of started to understand things. And our goal wasn't really, you're not going to learn photography in a three hour class, right? It's just, you know, I think I'm still learning photography and I've been doing it since I'm, you know, 12 years old. So it's, it's an ongoing process. Uh-huh. Um, but I think your idea of getting people to start looking at, you know, this thing that they've got in front of this, you know, essentially a computer camera school thing, which is a computer and a camera school, photography school called your camera and how to start to decipher it and how to start taking some measure of control over it, you know, um, was, is such a great idea, you know, and, and, uh, for those people who wanted to, to, you know, you don't you, you don't have to take a class to, you know, become a photographer. Remember, he's walking around with cameras these days. But for those people who who want to sort of understand some of the basic principles and, you know, get started in something like, you know, I think our class was just to really sort of push you off on a point, start getting you to to do this. I mean, is that kind of what you were thinking? You know, I mean, I know you're saying you could do it in one day, but like, isn't it really like also just to push you in that direction? Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 I, it it's, can be a lifelong pursuit, obviously. And, um, you know, but, but for, I think because so many people are intimidated by like, Oh, how, you know, if I were to suddenly take control of the cameras controls, where, where do I begin? And we helped people figure out where to begin and how, how to make adjustments. If it's too dark, you do this. If it's too light, you do this. And then, you can start to zero in on where you want to be. Right. And, you know, so that like within one day you can actually be shooting in manual, which, you know, lots of people spend months, if not years to get to that point, you know, we can get people to that point in a super short period of time. And then, um, you know, you can spend your time and energy exploring your own um, style and just shooting and, um, having more control over the camera. So yeah, those, those are the ideas. I mean, you're doing something similar at brick with your street photography workshops that you're doing, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, where you're not so much focused on the mechanics of shooting, but more the kind of the craft of street photography. I kind of think of that class as a sort of a sequel to ours, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you know, I actually still hand out at the um, class uh, I've created switch to manual cards, basically with some information about 
you know, the podcast and, but I switched to manual and I, I still say photo workshops with the hope that someday, you know, you get, I'll get yeah enough interest to do the workshops again. But the street photography class always to me is a, maybe not a sequel, but like a, you know, a sibling, you know, um, whereas if you, uh-huh. you take a class in street photography and you're really learning, you're thinking about the getting people to think about the ideas of what it means to be a quote unquote street photographer. And I, I, I go into that phrase a little bit, you know, because like, what is street photography? You'd have to be walking the streets or can you be in the desert? I'm like, yeah, you can be in the desert and do street photography. It doesn't matter. Right. But, uh, you know, and then I get uh-huh. the people who come to the class and like, well, you know, I don't know how to use my camera. I'm like, well, that's our other class. <laughs> Come, come to come to switch to manual, you know, and we'll we'll show you how to, you know. I mean, I'm trying to drum up business, but um, I do see the two things hand in hand, you know, and 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 very much of a origin, you know. I think of our class uh, when I'm when I'm teaching street photography, and I got a class on uh, this coming Saturday that I'm, you know, it's a street photography class, so I'm certainly going to. I got to actually print up cool. cards, yeah, but. Um, uh, you know, but you, you know, remind us all, but you didn't go to photography school, right? You just sort of picked it up on your own, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I I fell off the deep end just with a point-and-shoot digital right, camera. Right, yeah. went kind of crazy and yeah. um, then just started getting bigger and better cameras and shooting a lot. And uh, you are probably shooting less these days because you're so busy doing other stuff right oh my gosh yeah i mean you have your iphone right so that you're you're being like the rest of us in some way like taking pictures with your phone yeah it's true which is kind of weird because it's it's a very competent capable camera so it's you know taking pictures with your phone i like to think it's not really a phone but uh even though that's what you're communicating with us today on right now which is your phone which is also your yeah. camera. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you haven't put down your cameras That's entirely, true. right? No, no. It's funny because, like, I knew we were doing this tonight, and this uh, today there was a protest. And, I mean, that's, like, mostly what I've been shooting with my camera has been protest stuff. Um, and... And today, um, I, I was telling you before we actually started recording that, um, you know, there there was a big effort here to raise the minimum wage in Arizona, and um, like the faith communities pulled together and worked really hard in order to make that happen. And they, it was a big victory, you know, the minimum wage, mm-hmm. and and now there's a push. Um, in the state uh, legislature to, to lower it, um, and which is just yeah, like yeah. head oh my slap, gosh. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, so I, I was going to this protest um, today, and and I knew we were going to be talking. It's like, oh, this would be a good time for me to grab my camera, and um, you know, and it was at the church. Mm-hmm. And I was from a different location, and I just didn't go get it. But I also just thought. Well, you know, my, my phone, you know, mm-hmm. of course, once I was there, I was thinking, oh, if I have my wide angle, I could do this and that. But, um, I mean, it's, you know, you do definitely see the limitations. Um, and it was funny because there was a, there was some press there and there was, you know, 
um, photojournalist with a big um, SLR with like, you know, I think the 70 to 200 cam Canon lens that I have and um, had all the nice equipment, you know, and uh, and normally that would be me. I would have mm -hmm. all of that and be there and be shooting that too. But, um, you know, it's partially my changing role. I mean, I was prepared to speak. I didn't end up speaking, but, um, but I was walking around and shooting with my, um, you know, with my iPhone and got some decent shots. I, you know, I honestly did sort of wish I ended up, um, getting my, my camera, grabbing it and having it. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, I've been shooting a lot with my phone. I'm still off the deep end with like Snapseed, you know, putting, <laughs> putting filters on yeah, Ever since I showed and, you that program, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I've been kind of obsessed with it. I just love it. I think it's great. You know, you are probably, again, I, I, you know, it's not a priority for you, but you are definitely the, the, the person in the market for a, a, a small, capable camera. And I'm not going to push the Fuji camera, although I will push Fuji, <laughs> but a camera like that. I have that. thought about it. Well, yeah, yeah. there's, I mean, there's like a half, there's probably like a dozen cameras like the Fuji. I just like the Fuji because it, it resonates with me. But, you know, where you could have a capable camera this is why this is why i actually got into the fuji because you know i was starting to shoot street photography with my iphone and i realized realized the limitations of it and i still wanted to do it but i didn't want to be committed to carrying around a big dslr right and uh -huh. and uh so you know working my way into the fuji system uh, got me to where i am now with the with the cameras i have and so i've got that thing that i can carry around with me all the time and it's really you know it doesn't take a lot of effort to carry it. You know, it's small and, you know, I can put it in a pocket. Well, not really a pocket, but I can, you know, put it around my coat, you know, wear it around me um, with a strap. And it doesn't get in the way that much, you know. And, like, uh -huh. I can see you. In fact, I probably should just, like, you know, give you a hand-me-down. <laughs> just give you one of my cameras. And, like, you know, that would be the kind of thing I would see you having because then it would give you that that sense of like, okay, you don't need to rush and get your DSLR and be that photojournalist with the big lens. Uh -huh. You could still be the person you want to be. You're still going to be the speaker at this event. But, you know, you take some, some pictures that, you know, again, not to put down an iPhone camera. They're really great. But like you just said before, there are the limitations. Uh -huh. um, and sometimes you just do want to have that little bit of a serious, you know, piece of equipment. A little bit more serious, I should say, than a than a than a smartphone, and but not be like taking you know let someone look at you and say, well, what are you doing with the camera? You know, you're just you know if you, you have a camera that looks like you're going to take snapshots, but you're you're using your skills as a photographer with it. It's sort of a long mm -hmm. round way of me saying like you should really think about you know whenever you're able to and you want to start taking pictures like like you were just talking about, get a little camera like this, a Ryko or. A, Olympus, uh, Pen, or the Fuji, you know, X100 kind of thing. And, you know, throw that in your yeah. bag. Yeah, oh, and, I'd probably do the Fuji. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's a slightly bigger sensor, so the pictures could be a little more, um, I don't know. I, I, again, I'm trying to say this without insulting any technology, but, you know, a larger sensor gives you a little bit more um, something, you know. We all know what it is. <laughs> Just... I'm not going to say it because I don't know what it is. You know, 
It's not full frame. It's not the big sensor. It's not like you have to have a big DSLR that you have to commit, you know, your shoulder to and, you know, putting in front of your face that keeps you sort of away from the in, from the uh, from the situation, you know, especially if you're one that's going to be involved in it. Like you said, you were you were prepared to speak. It might have been very not inappropriate, but not probably not great for you to have this giant camera with a big lens on it. And then you're like, oh, I'm a speaker as well. But I know I've done that and it does feel a little weird, but yeah. it's also like, Hey, whatever, you know, this yeah, is life. That's, that's true. <laughs> but I, you know, again, I find like, uh, I really enjoy your protest photography and I love how you get right in the middle of things because that's you, you know, uh, you're, yeah. you're doing this. You're, you're really much pr- presenting yourself in your pictures and your energies. And uh, that's what I, you know, resonated with you when I first met you is like, there's just this, you're, you know, throwing yourself into this situation, you're getting in the middle of it and you're taking pictures and that's who you are as a person, as a minister, as a, you know, Tom, my friend, that's very much your personality. So it wouldn't take much to like have a, you know, a small camera with a very wide lens and you go and, you know, to one of these protest that you're going to for minimum wage and you just get into the get to the mix you know um, right right yeah so yeah i like know. i like the way your mind works man <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> i you know anyway um i i won't bug you about it but i will kind of push you a little bit now and then when i when i talk to you you know yeah um you know because you know anyway whatever i'm not gonna repeat myself again I, um i just love seeing your pictures and you know, let me let me ask you this. Um, what got you into I know you you've always been sort of politically active, but what got you into crossing into the photography part? Like why did you want to do pictures doing this stuff? Like I don't know if I ever asked you this, but Yeah, well, I guess I mean I think I had already become um politically active. Um, earlier you know like prior to discovering photography yeah um yeah so it was kind of like political activism came first and then once i went fell off the deep end with photography and i was just shooting everything i was doing in my life you know that became one kind of area and one sort of theme that was recurring because i was going to a lot of protests um but what, yeah, so you know, what were you trying to do? Did you want to record, naturally? You wanted to record these? Did you want to? I mean, um, what did you want to do with the photography? Like, were you you weren't just like taking snapshots or iPhone pictures? You know, I mean, not iPhone pictures, but like remembrances. Like, oh, this is where I was today. I mean, you wanted to do something with those pictures, right? Like something more than just take them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I was sort of, I guess doing what people do as they get drawn deeper into photography um you know i was like starting to use them to help promote causes or issues or you know support groups by um, providing them with images once you know a protest was over or action was over and all kind of like you know i had a, a stream flowing into various social media is that, um, you know, I've, I've always been terrible about money and I, <laughs> I, I wasn't all that much about 
ownership and selling them, you know. I mean, I did end up shooting for the Brooklyn Eagle a little bit in this on advance and um, got sent on jobs, you know, which was great. But, um, you know, tons of just thousands of images that I shot, I just shared to mm-hmm. get out there to the groups mm-hmm. that I was part of. I mean, I, you know, I called my photography witness photography and I was basically just trying to, um, you know, bear witness to what was happening in the world around me. Um, and I was also caught up in the artistry of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. and just, yeah, I just sort of went with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I can, I can see that why you would want to just go with it and merging those two things together, you know, your, your love of the, uh, photography and, and your activism seems like a very, you know, natural, thing to do it's just i always wonder it's like oh, are you gonna do what are you gonna do with these pictures like is the is the um photography driving you to go to the to do more protests or is vice versa but they just sort of seems like they both melded together quite well yeah totally yeah i mean i mean there you know there was a uh there was like a monthly protest that went on for years that was outside the metropolitan correctional um center which is like downtown manhattan and you're talking about there, the tombs there was no no this tombs, is no. um no it's the pre I, I think it's the mcc metropolitan correctional center um it's different than the tombs and and there's like political prisoners here and there's people kept oh. in solitary mm-hmm. confinement um this guy who was uh you know um he had been at brooklyn college and was later arrested and um, Jean Theo Harris, who teaches at Brooklyn and had this young man as a student, was one of the organizers that organized protest outside the MCC. And I mean, it went on for years. He was there, I think, for over two years without a trial. Um, it was just unbelievable. Two years without and, a trial. Yes. And and there would be people outside, you know, like, I mean, I'm looking right now that I took back during a and holding up a sign that says solitary confinement. Wait, say that again because you, you broke and up then, a little bit. Say, say just what you said. Um, again. So, solitary confinement is torture. Yes. You know, and somebody's holding, holding a sign, and in the background behind the sign, I mean, I did this intentionally, is the Metropolitan Correctional Center. Um, and, oh, I, I remember really, that shot. Yeah. Yeah. And really cool things happen there. I mean, they're, they brought an opera singer once, and she. I think she might have sung like, you know, motherless child or or some like um, heartbreakingly beautiful song. Um, And she was an opera singer, so it was really loud. And, um, you know, these people are in touch with like the lawyers and we could see the prisoners and silhouetted behind some of the windows Mm -hmm. um, raising like a power fist. You know, I mean, there was like connection with these guys who were locked inside and and some activists came and spoke who had been imprisoned there as well but it's, it was just so weird you know that this was happening in like downtown manhattan and so many people would be walking by this place every day and never have any idea that that was going on there so you know like at the time when i was photographing it i felt like like this is a way to get this story out you know i mean i wasn't as intentional as i could have been or should have been in terms of really trying to like find a um 
a publication that would run a story on it, you know. Um, but you know, they this group was was very savvy and and they were um, doing amazing work, you know. And um, so anyway, they, uh, that's just a little anecdote from that that time period. I come to think of it, like when we were talking, I think we were saying this with um, Ron Haviv, but or at least in our discussion with him on our show, one of our earlier shows about almost like giving the like photographing things like that are giving voices to the voiceless in some way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like you're, uh, yeah. yeah. you know, just as you said, you know, people would probably walk, you know, tourists would come by and probably they're walking around this building going to Chinatown to have lunch or go to the village to buy clothes and stuff like that. And they don't know behind this building is this thing that's going on, this awful thing of people being in solitary confinement and for years without trials and a photograph that you take uh, in front of it puts voice to that and, and is becomes part of the, becomes part of the record. And, um, you know, I, like I said, when we were, we were talking to Ron Haviv and he, you know, was talking about the pictures he took in the former Yugoslavia, it's the same kind of the same kind of thing. His being in a different country and probably maybe at some extent more extreme, but the same, um, you know, the, the same intent and the same, uh, hopefully with the same kind of outcome where people start to learn about things that they didn't know about and we'll learn about this through photography. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, it's not just let's take pictures and, you know, keep them on our hard drive. Let's take pictures and, uh, you know, whether you sell them to a newspaper or you give them away to a, to an organization, you're, you're actually attempting to make some kind of difference and, you know, I think by doing that, you're putting the, putting a, a record into the the pages of you know human history because that stuff is you know unless someone actively deletes it and hides it, you know that is now part of the record, and it's not going anywhere. You know, uh -huh. it might be you know if we don't uh, put it places where people can find it, it might be a little hard to find, but it's still there. It it can be found. So anyway, that's kind of gone. I don't know, rambling here, but yeah, well, no, um, it's, it's, I, I think it's, it's good rambling, you know, from, from the standpoint of, I mean, a workflow, but it's also that reminder that like sometimes, you know, the, the things you shoot could, could be, um, could become part of the historical record, you know, and, and sometimes things like, for example, I, I just heard, um, recently there was another incident where, um, Coke Haram kidnapped a bunch of girls, and when when I was in New York, you know that that had taken place. I think back in like 2012, and in 2013 and 2014, I think on the anniversary of the day those girls were captured, there there were these events and um, marking that that event and trying to call attention to the plight of these young women that had had yet to be rescued or even found. Um, and so I'm just scanning through some of my old, own photos as we're talking and, you know, and I'm, I, and it was really cool because it was, it was very interfaith, multi-faith and mm -hmm. it's an extremely diverse group of mostly women that came together, um, to remember these women who were kidnapped. And, um, 
So yeah, you know, sometimes depending on where you're living and what you're doing, um, and sometimes thoughts that just sort of ordinary, but you know, if you imagine somebody looking at it in say 50 years, you mm -hmm. know, whether it's New York or we were talking about how fast Red Hook is changing. I mean, some of, you know, our photography of Red Hook is, um, you know, gonna, gonna look really different to somebody in 10 right. or 15 years, right. you know, right. when they're like, wow, that's what Red Hook used to look like. Yeah. Yeah. And that really is what, I mean, I don't know if that draws me to photo photograph what I take pictures of, but it's got to be in there somewhere a little bit. I think that's probably what a lot of people who take pictures uh, are are sort of in, not in the business of doing, but like in the back of their minds is like, you know, we want to record this stuff. And I try to tell the street photography class probably a little bit more so now than when I first started was that, um, you know, we're not really out here to take the big picture, you know, we're out to record the little details, the little details of life that, um, you know, 10 or 20 years from now, those are going to be the little pockets of gold that people will look at and say, wow, I didn't know that, you know, a street corner was shaped like this or this, you know, the whatever, whatever the tiny detail is, but it has become part of the historical record. Um, you know, it's not just the big things. It's a lot of the little things as well. So, yeah, it's true. You know, I like to, I like to, to, to keep that going. Um, you're, uh, you've moved from New York to Phoenix. How has that been in terms of, I know you're not shooting as much now, but like what you do shoot, how has it been? Like, you know, you to come from New York city where it's probably the most densely populated, diverse, you know, population around and to move to the middle of the United States where it's different. I'm not going to say it's not diverse. Really. I'm just going to say it's different. How has that been? How has it been the, the change? Well, What's, and what are the chat? What are some of the challenges you've come up with? At least when, when taking pictures, even with your phone, you know, what are, what are you seeing? Uh -huh. Well, I saw some cool street art today, you know, and um, I've, it's just like, a little more few and far between in terms of like, you know, when you're in New York, just, you just walk five steps and there's something amazing, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you turn around and else amazing and <laughs> always, you know, great street people. And, you know, so here, I mean, one huge difference is, you know, like most other cities, um, with the exception of New York, I'm always in a car, you know, right, I mean, right, I, right. I, I drive so much now and, um, I mean, I had a car in New York and I, I drove, but, you know, you're... You had a car in the city just, here, right, right. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you take the subway when you're going into the city from Brooklyn, mostly, and um, you're just so much more walking. And so I, I do a lot less of that, you know, mm -hmm. so... Um, but, you know, like like I said, I saw some really cool today, and that inspires me. Um you know, Juan Carlos Pinto, that local Brooklyn artist yeah, um, yeah. in our neighborhood there, you know, it kind of enlightened to the power of street art, um, saying that, you know, art shouldn't always be in a museum behind glass. And he's a big believer in public art mm -hmm. out where people can see it and yeah. touch it and feel it. And he involves people. Um, so, 
you know, and I've always loved um, street art. So, well, you came um, across it. Do you find yourself like having to look more for things to take pictures of? Definitely. I mean, like you said, here you yeah. walk around and you know you could close your eyes and point your camera at something, and I'm sure you get something interesting. Or yeah, or, yeah. I'm trying again. I'm not, I, it's yeah. a, it's a that is one big difference, really. Yeah, I mean. I mean, there's, you know, there's, that said, there's a lot of natural beauty out here. Yeah, yeah, um, no, I imagine, yeah. And especially, like, within a 45-minute drive of where I am, I'm not too far from the Phoenix airport, and it's in the valley, but, I mean, there's mountains on the horizon, and it doesn't take long to reach them, and going, like, you know, an hour and a half north um, or east, you're, like, hitting some mountains, and, and there's really beautiful desert landscape, and um, some awesome nature. So, you know, you know every, there's always trade-offs, but mm-hmm. it's hard to beat New York for street photography. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But it's probably hard to beat Arizona for location, you know? That's true. Yeah. We do have <laughs> like, the Grand Canyon. That's in Arizona, right? I'm no, I'm never good with yeah. geography. Yeah. At least in that sense. Okay. Have you, did you go there? Have you seen it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Took the kids and. I, I is it as it. is it as awesome as you I'm know. thinking that it must be? Um, you know, surprisingly, when when you're actually there, it's like I could jump across. It's <laughs> that big. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> really, you're kidding? Yeah. Wow, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that. No, it's it's actually um, it's just yeah, yeah, it's like mind-boggling how big and vast it is. You know. That's that's why that Chevy Chase scene is so funny in oh. Vacation, where he like grabs his kids and they walk up to the rim of the Grand Canyon and they look at it for five seconds and he's like, "Okay, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've I've seen so many pictures of you know that kind of uh, when I, you know working the stock agency. You know, every photographer and their brother and sister would go to Grand Canyon or Bryce Canyon and take a bazillion pictures of it. And I was like, if I ever go there, how could I ever take something that's different? And I realized that's a whole yeah. clock because I've never, I've never taken a picture of the Grand Canyon, so it will be by na- by nature different because I took it. But um, I think uh-huh. I was once talking to Gene about this, our friend Gino, uh, who's been on the show, uh-huh. Gino Mealy. Um, that, you know, going to something like that and seeing something that, you know, is bigger than you. And, and I mean that not in the literal sense, although it does kind of work out that way, but something that is, um, how to say this, almost incomprehensible in some way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's totally profound. Yeah. And to, and to be able to photograph that and how do you explain you know, how can you uh, get that across in a photograph? And I think it's a very cha- that's a that's a pretty big challenge because you know you experience something with your senses and you're there, and then you take a picture and you go, that's not quite the same thing <laughs> as being there. Yeah, it's true. Um, anyway, it's I don't true. know. If, I don't know if you've had any noticed... kind of experience, but uh... oh yeah, yeah, no, it's challenging to um, convey the vastness of it. Um, and to, to do something, you know, that hasn't been done a thousand times, but, um, but yeah, it, it experience to, to go there and, and see that it's yeah. so ancient, you know, that's another piece of it. You know, it just kind of gives you a different sense of 
time and space. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, the, again, the, to follow up on like the things that are bigger than us. I mean, it's been yeah. around a lot longer than us and, you know, um, I actually, as a side note, I took a geology, geology class a, some time ago, like I just, a class, not in school, but it was like a, I don't know, at Parsons or something like that. And the guy was telling us that, you know, like, he goes, oh, you know, like the, the Grand Canyon, that's, that's like, that's like a no brainer for geologists. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, because everything's there. It's like, you look at it, it's all layers. <laughs> you can figure it out. It doesn't, there's no challenge to it. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you be saying that about the Grand Canyon? It's, it's not very challenging. It's not, it's not challenging, ge- you know, uh, um, in terms of geology. Yeah, it's, who yeah. cares? You know, there's, there's this layer. There's the K boundary, and there's that layer. But uh, yeah, when, uh, you know, one of these days, I would like to actually. I need to. I'm glad you're there because now I can probably come out and visit you. And uh, yeah, totally, man. You know, at some point, steal you away. You know, we'll find out when you get a little bit of time, and you and me can go and actually go and do photographs someplace. Because I've never been to Arizona. No, I've not been to Arizona yet. So certainly one yeah, of the yeah. places uh, I like to check out. Yeah. In the winter, dude. You know, it's like the weather is perfect. Really? And yeah, yeah you could escape the New York winter. You know. Oh, here the winter, for, and go there. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. A week. Yeah, it, that that I'll put that on my on my plan, and we can do a we can do a an episode right from the, from the that'd be cool from the yeah. edge of the canyon or something like that. Talk about what we're seeing, but uh, um, I, I I see the time we're coming close to to the end ish of this, and again, it's not the end the capital E. <laughs> I want to say that. Um, yeah. But I, I do want you to, um, gosh, what do I want you to do? I don't want you to say. Uh, oh, I don't know what I want you to say. I don't want you to say anything. You can just be yourself. <laughs> you know? I do. I do want. I do want to keep seeing your pictures, though. I like. Oh, I have noticed. Like you have been posting. Like we're friends on Facebook, obviously. And you know, every now and then, if if Facebook allows it, I will see some of your stuff because Facebook has its own ideas of what we should see um so uh, uh-huh. you know, i have to go find your stuff but uh i have been noticing that you've been uh, tw- quietly retweeting switch to manual stuff on twitter so you've been a little active on twitter these days yeah yeah i i have yeah there's a few d- people in, in different spheres of life whose work i, I try to support oh yeah so when i go mm-hmm. when i go on twitter i just you know when i see you guys i just retweet all right great well i want to see i i don't know i you know, make you make a promise but i would really like to just see even if it was like some of your shots from your phone like of really something cool um maybe you would grant us you know some of that through your twitter stream maybe if it's easy for you to do you know trying not to make it too difficult but to keep that stream open so we can kind of sort of share a little bit of what, what your vision is while you're in this new place doing new stuff. So. Um, yeah, totally. Totally. You know, Cause I'd love to yeah. retweet that kind of stuff out and you know, Twitter is not a huge uh, investment in time kind of thing. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. It usually isn't. You yeah. Know, you can... yeah. It's funny. I rarely like my own stuff, but I just retweet it everybody else's. But yeah, I, I should start putting some of my images out on that. Yeah, it'd be nice to see. I think I think I think all of us uh who, you know, certainly are part of the Switch to Manual family 
it's kind of funny to say that, but I think we have a family of people who listen and yeah, totally. like the stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, wouldn't want to kind of see that kind of constantly, not constantly coming up, but whenever, whenever you get a, when you ever get a chance to, to do that. Um, did I changing subject slightly, but not exactly. I told you, I got this really nice, um, a message from somebody on, uh, on Instagram. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, did I tell it to you? Did I already tell it to you? No. Um, well, I'll, I'll just say it in case Why you mentioned it. Maybe I mentioned yeah, yeah, it, yeah. but I'll just say it out loud. It was really nice. Um, I follow, I follow someone on uh, Instagram who also follows me. His name is Sean Welch photo. Uh, and on one of my pictures, he wrote, um, probably not the right place to comment, but just wanted to say, I've enjoyed the podcast recently. The one about color was excellent. And even the more rambling ones you do alone have a very warm and engaging style. Thanks for taking the time to do them. Yeah, and cool. I, I, I heard that it was like, you know, Sean, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you are since you wrote that you're listening. I really appreciate it. And I know, I know, um, that, uh, I know that you do too, Tom, because you know, you're, help to create this show and uh that's the kind of stuff that keeps me going in terms of doing this stuff you know when i yeah. hear someone say that and you know I, I would love to turn this into some sort of business i don't know what i mean you know, make a become a podcast empire the switch to manual empire although i really kind of want to do that <laughs> in some way that would but be awesome man <laughs> ultimately yeah but ultimately i like that you know you and me came up with this idea you came up with this idea, and I, I, I jumped on the bandwagon of Switch to Manual, and uh, we're we've made a difference. We've affected people. The ripples, that the stones that we've yeah. thrown into the Switch to Manual pond, the ripples have gone out there. And ultimately, you know, um, you know, I might be doing this podcast for as long as I can because I really like doing it. You know, if I can keep finding stuff to talk about photography, I'll just keep keep it going. But yeah, that, I hope you do. I well, and I hope you do with me sometimes as well. You know, when you yeah, can. sure, yeah, I will. I'll, talk, I'll make my my guest appearance. Yes, your guest appearance. Well, um, we'll yeah. keep that on the on the plate. But like, you know that that meeting of us in the Cothra coffee shop leading to, um you know, the ripples going out and people being affected somehow by it. And I can, I got to say that that's kind of probably the best um, reward from all this, from the collaboration that we've done. And, uh, you know, who knows where it's going to go, but that, you know, is worth more than money, I think, or anything. Yeah, it's a good feeling to know you've, impacted other people's lives and you know put something out into the world yeah hey i I, ha I have a quote that could um serve as sort of a bookend to this first phase of our podcast and all the work that we've done together shoot i am just i just on this it's by ansel adams art is both the taking and giving of beauty the turning out to the light and the inner folds of the awareness of the spirit. It is the recreation on another plane of the realities of the world, the tragic and wonderful realities of earth and humanity 
and of all the interrelations of these. Cancel Adams. I'll have to end it on that. (laughs) (laughs) That says it all, man. Let's just keep doing it. Would you send that to me so that I have it? Taking a beauty. Would you somehow? Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah. send it. So I'll I'll put it in. I'll put it in notes and stuff like that. So um, we've been here an hour, which I think is good because everybody's going to be, you know, I think we're good. Um, Yeah. I wanna. I wanted to uh, say that. Okay, so just making it clear, we're not saying goodbye. The show continues. Tom is going to be. A uh, very busy person, but uh, we'll find times when he's available. And you know, when when we do that, maybe we'll have a like you and me do a. I love when we did interviews with other people, you know, because I really love the questions you're able to um, bring into the discussion. You're just, um, I don't know. You you seem to have a natural uh, way to talk to yeah, somebody. Those are fun. Yeah, we yeah. Interviews. Yeah, so maybe we can keep the that as like one of the options when you've got some, you know, when you have a free moment and you're able to do that, and I can hook up, uh, you know, someone else to join us. We do a three way conversation, like we did with Ron and we did with uh, Marco. Um, those always are great. So let's keep those on the plate as options. But what's going to happen probably now? I'm going to do the show twice a month. Um, that's my goal. Uh, uh-huh. there'll probably be a lot more of me talking, but my goal is also to, you know, Sid and Mac have both volunteered to be, uh, co-hosts as well. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. I think it's great. I love our Canadian cousins. I've really gotten, I've been on, I was just on their show. Um, they recorded, uh, not today, but last week. And we talked about ethics and photography, which was really great. It was a great discussion. And, cool. uh, you know, since, they found us, you know, they found, Mac found us. I can't remember how, but, you know, talking, going back, going back about, you know, the ripples in the pond, I'm just yeah. I'm really happy. Like, you know, I've got, we've got new friends in a different country, you know, uh, Bart Bueschatz also, remember? Um, yeah, yeah. That's been part of the fun, just making those connections and stuff yeah. international. Yeah. It's been yeah. Really so, fun. I might ask, you know, I might ask Bart to be on the show once in a while, not as a, you know, not as a, as a, a being interviewed, but as a guest host and stuff like that. So, um, you know, so my, again, my goal is twice a month. Uh, I like doing the show. I'm really, I think so far this is, uh, we're in February. This will be the first, or in March, sorry. This will be the first episode in March. Um, pre-recording it a little bit early, but, uh, you know, this will come out in the middle of the month. And then I'll get something lined up for the end of the month and I'll keep going. And then we'll just figure out when you're around. I won't bug you too much. I know your schedule is busy, but uh, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And when I, yeah, when I, when I see I've, I've got like, you know, a window, I can um, give you a heads up, but it just so happens that we connected this time, right? When I had a chance to do this. Perfect. Yeah. And I got home tonight. This was, I have a late night shoot. But since you're in a different time zone, it worked out because I can stay up late. I'm good at staying up late, and it's not affecting your schedule. So that's working out really good. So uh, two times a month, you'll come on once in a while, uh, switch to manual. I might, you know what, I might change the opening titles. (laughs) I know 
for 69 episodes, I've been saying it's a switch to manual, guys. I might just switch it so that um, uh-huh. it would be more inclusive of any of our other people who join us or join me uh, in, in co-hosting the podcast. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say be... it's switch to manual. Yeah, I switch might do manual that. Podcast, yeah. Switch to manual podcast. Uh, I still want to call it Street Shots, street so shots. I, I'll, I'll figure it out some way. But, yeah. I, I'll, you know, I'm thinking like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say the switch to manual guys and it's just me alone. You know, I think, I think at this point... Uh-huh. Uh, I'll carry the show and um, you come on and Sid will come on and Mac will come on and Bart will come on and whoever else will come on. I'm trying to get, I want to get Matt Carr on him. He's been, he's one of the photographers in our neighborhood, at least in Brooklyn in our neighborhood. And uh, he's been, he's been popping up in my feed a lot and his work is getting really good. I just want to hang out and talk to him. I've never met him. You've met him. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So he, that'd be be awesome. Yeah. So I've got a list of people that I want to get on. So, but we'll work on it, you know? So anyway, I wanted to put this episode out. I know you did too, Tom. So we just sort of like everybody knows what we're doing. And, you know, the expectations are there. We know what's going to happen. And, you know, anybody who's listening to this show, we really, I, both of us really appreciate that. I mean, the fact that you guys spend your time, you know, a chunk of time, an hour, hour and a half, whatever we end up doing the show, that you're devoting that to listening to the two of us or me. Talk about photography. <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a cool thing. Yeah. So uh, let's, I want to call it a night. Um, Tom, let's, is is there ways for people to keep tabs on you without being overly personal? Like Twitter would be a good way, right? Yeah. Um, God, I mean, what is my. Your Twitter. You probably... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love you. This is great. Your Twitter account is Witness Photog. So okay, yeah. W i t n e s s p h o t o g. So at Witness Photog. I always say this because this is my spiel at the end, where to find all of us. You know. So uh-huh. um, let's just say that you know you'll pop up on Twitter once in a while. But let's see if we can actually post some pictures sometimes because you know it pictures are worth a thousand words sometimes, right? Yeah, and maybe I'll, uh, you know, like I could, I, I do go tend to go on Facebook a bunch, so I could put stuff on our switch to manual. Oh Facebook right, page. yeah, you know, I'll, I'll if you or you know if you make it public on your on your feed, I'll ask you and I'll I'll share it on Facebook too. So don't, I want you to not um, think of anything as an obligation, just uh-huh. like if you're in the mood and you feel like it and you talk about it. But uh, you know, you I, I don't want you to take you away from your school and your family and stuff like that. But I know that there's so many people out there that really enjoy our chemistry. And so, um, you know, this is kind of for them a little bit. And in and, and whatever way we can, you know, be present to some people. So, you know, Twitter is a good place. And if you're able to pop up on Facebook once in a while, that's great. And, you know, I post that up for people to, to join us there, too. So, um, so, yeah, we're not saying goodbye, right? We're not, I'm not going to say like, it's been great being partners with you. That's not happening. (laughs) Anybody who's looking for that. We're going to continue. Right. If anybody was looking for that, this is not the show. This is not happening. (laughs) (laughs) This is just, this is just the two of us talking and you guys are listening. And, you know, we talked a little bit about photography, right? You know, we had to throw some stuff in. Um, all right. And so why don't I just wrap up the show and then, uh, and, uh, and I can get you back to your family and stuff like that, and I can go hit the sack. So, uh, 
look, switch to manual. Come to our website, switchtomanual.com. You can find out uh, we've got portfolio reviews there, which is one of the best ways to support us uh, in our endeavors. Um, you know, we actually then get to work for our money, which means you can send us pictures and we can actually give you guys some uh, reviews and critique about your pictures. So go check out our switchtomanual.com slash portfolios and you can find a portfolio uh, uh, reviews there there's a free one there you can try us out if you want to just see what our style is in reviewing you can give you a quick review but go there we're on twitter at switch the number two manual to switch to manual we're on instagram at switch the number two manual so i'm trying to put more pictures up on instagram for us but uh, you know amongst all the other things it's you know keeping me busy it's difficult to follow up on that but you know yeah. you can go there yeah what do we say oh facebook right we're on facebook uh-huh yeah. And uh, you're on Twitter at Witness Photog, and I'm on Twitter at, at AM Rosario. Witness uh, Flickr, we're on Flickr a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, did I get everything? I think I got everything. Oh, if you're if you're listening to us on iTunes or any place that gives us reviews, please review us. Give us star ratings. But I think one of the best things you guys could do for us is to tell your friends about us and get more people to listen. Um, if you really find us valuable, if our little dropping the stones in the pond and making ripples, you know, we'd like to do that. We'd like to affect more people. So, you know, I almost rather have that than chump change. What do you think? Yeah, totally. Spreading the word, um, you know, growing the audience. I, I think that, that would be best ways people can help. Yeah, best way. Uh, Tom, so it's been great. Thanks for... Uh, Thanks for coming on. Sure, man. Thanks for all you're doing. Keep the show going. Yeah, I will. And uh, happy to help as I can. Yeah. Thanks for the switch to manual nomaker too. I get to, I get to hang on to that for a while. Sure, dude. Yeah. Take it and run with it. All right. So <laughs> to everybody else, I'm gonna have to say, uh, you know, our general goodbye is like, see you later. Adios.